1: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
2: Now let's go down to verse. Are y'all hanging with me? This is all from the scripture. Look what look at verse 23. Ooh, this is a big one. And Adam said, Now this is bones of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Because Eve was taken out of man, she was made bones from his bones and flesh from his flesh. Now, be it known to you that God could have made Eve from the ground just like he did Adam, but he didn't do that. He chose, however, to make Eve from man. He chose, however, to make her from man's flesh and bones, which is a picture of one flesh in marriage. Then take her from the ground. He took her from, from that rib, from part of him. And uh, that's a picture of one flesh. Verse 24, it says, therefore, therefore, a man shall leave, say leave, his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. After God created the woman, he gave her away to her husband in marriage, which which is a sacred covenant relationship between a husband and a wife. Marriage was the first institution established by God on earth for society. Do you get that? Marriage is the first institution God established on earth for society. Before there was government, there was marriage. Before there were any of these entities, any other entities in society, there was marriage, the union of a husband and wife, transcends a parent-child relationship. i repeat it again. The union of a husband and wife transcends a parent-child relationship and therefore all the apron strings must be cut, which means the wife must put the interest and welfare of her husband above her parents and the husband must put his wife's interest and welfare above his parents. All right? You don't get quiet on me now. When a man and woman get married, they become what? One flesh. In marriage, the priorities of a husband and wife change. The marriage relationship takes precedence over parental relationships. Okay, the marriage relationship takes precedence over parental relationship. The King James Version of the Bible really makes the point. In Genesis 2, 24, it says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and cleave. I like that word that it says in in King James unto his wife and they shall become one flesh, one flesh. That's why I believe uh, a man, you're not really ready to get married until you get your own house. Get your own apartment. You can't be the, the, the head of your daddy's house or the head of your mama's house. Get your own. Your, I don't care if it's but an efficiency. And all you got is a sink, a toilet, and a table. At least it's yours. That's right. Your, your house. Now, I know that's an extenuating circumstances. I, I realize that. You always say but. But nothing. I know that. I know that. I know sometimes you got people, there are military issues, there are unique issues, sickness and health issues. There are some issues that, I'm talking about normatively speaking, okay? And not those very, very unique circumstances that we could bring up. I'm talking about normatively speaking. We, 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 must, we must leave and cleave unto his wife. You're to take your wife. When y'all say I do, and you say, I do. Both of you are saying, I do. I do. That's why I make them say it loud. Don't be whispering, I do. <laughs> do you take her to be your lawful wedding? What? I no. <laughs> no. I say, I can't hear you. <laughs> Speak up. And you are to leave your parents. And you are to cleave to your husband and to your wife. Uh, You're to love your parents, but your parents ought not always be in your cup of tea. That's right. Let's go see what mama say. Let's go see what daddy say. And there's always that issue and all this interference. Ooh, I'm going to be talking about that next week. Ooh, wow. There are some husbands and wives who have a closer relationship with their parents than to their spouse, to the detriment of their marriage. Did y'all hear what I just said? I'll repeat that. There are some husbands and wives who have a closer relationship with their parents than to their spouse, to the detriment of their marriage. They just can't let go their mommy. Can't let go their daddy. <laughs> Not only with parents, some give children priority over their spouse. You wrap all your, that's what the mamas, they wrap all her life around her children, you know, and spend all her time with, with their child. They're still holding on, and they forgot the mama, the dad, whoever it is, forgot that they said, I do. You have parents giving a priority to their children over their spouse. Others prioritize relationships outside of marriage by confiding more in their girlfriends and their homeboys than their spouse. You, ha- you just got these close people you've been in relationships with all your life, all your days, since you were in the third grade. And all of a sudden, th- that relationship, third grade, th- they know all your business. You telling them everything. Everybody should know all your business. I don't care if you have known them since third grade. Uh, your Sarah, frat, homeboy. You can find more in, with your homeboys and your girlfriends than you do your husband and your wife, and that ought not be. God's divine order is God first, your spouse, your spouse, your children, huh? And your extended family and then others, okay? But it starts with whom? God, then your spouse, okay? Then your children, you know, and then extended family and others and go on from there. God's divine order is God's first, your spouse, your children, and then your family. The word of God is clear. God here emphasizes the permanence in marriage. Cleave, say cleave. Cleave means that the man must glue, say glue, glue himself to his wife and let no, nothing or no one come between the two of them. Cleave means to stick like glue. You're so tight that the storms can't separate you. You're so tight that financial calamities can't separate you. You're so tight until your friends can't separate you. You're so tight that your mama and your daddy can't even separate you. You're to leave and cleave. But the problem is in most marriages, like many children allow their in-laws to tap up the family. Won't y'all say amen? God designed the union to be intimate and permanent. The union between a husband and wife is to be the strongest relationship between two people. The union between a husband and wife is to be the strongest relationship between two people. Let me close with this because I don't want to choke y'all with too much. <laughs> From my experience, these are the top seven reasons for divorce. If you can get a control on these, y'all better get your pens ready. If you get if you get a handle on these, this is what I'm going to conclude, then you, man, you're way up the road. Wife, you way up the road if you can get a handle on these. That's why it's important that you come to church so you can get in, uh, insights for living so that you can avoid the pitfalls from the enemy. From my pastoral experience, uh, these are the top seven reasons for divorce. Number one, selfishness, manipulation, and control. Selfishness, manipulation, and control. You, you control, you're manipulative. You can go on either side to be manipulative in sex. You can be manipulative with the money, manipulative because you just want to be controlling. You'd want to have your way and you will do anything, even under the guise of a good thing, to make sure that you have your way. Ooh, that tears up a house. That tears up a home. Number two, conflict over money. You need to talk about money before you get married. That's right. You need, you need to talk about money before you get married. You need to talk about the financial status. Know what that person is finance wise. You could be marrying somebody that's so far in debt, y'all'll never be. You'll never get out. Get out. You need to know what you're marrying into. I just love him. Now you got listen. That love better translate into something. Hey, look, bring me your checkbook. You bring my, we're talking about tying the knot and all this, and I don't know what you, who knows, it could be the big, you make me marry the biggest con artist on this side of the Mississippi River. You better know what's going on. Talk about money. You know, if you don't talk about it before the marriage, you get in it, and all of a sudden, you see you have all of these differences. Do You realize how many divorces occur because of disagreement over money. You know how many churches are torn asunder because of disagreement over money? Conflict over money. Establish a but see what she has, see what he has. Then make your budget. Uh, as it would be when you get married to see what's going to be coming in and what's going to be coming out. And what you say, you can pre-do that so you have a sin. Don't just go into, oh, I love him, and you just press on into it ignorantly. Listen, cuteness can't fix your finances. I don't care about biceps. I want to know about this money. <laughs> <laughs> And then you got all this prenuptial agreements. Oh, that's another thing. Prenuptial nothing. Listen, listen. when you marry, what's yours bec- and what's his becomes y'all's. That's right. You can't be hiding these secret patches and pockets and stuff in cans and secret stashes and accounts and all that kind of stuff. No, everything is coming together. Family, you coming together. You, 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 both of y'all families coming together. Your money or no money is coming together. <laughs> okay, if you, if you excuse me, if you ain't got no money, that's coming together. So, so, so get it straight, work it out, and don't be ignorant. From my experience, another reason for divorce is different opinions regarding child rearing, especially in blended families. You got blended families coming together and you're used to discipline one way and you've had the children. Now your children are quite older and, and now you got another whole element in the house and you're trying to bond and mesh and trying to get to know each other. And I really advise uh, when y'all first as blended families, when you first come together, go easy, go slow. And sometimes you might have to let the biological mother or father deal with the issues you know, temporarily until things begin to level out and settle down and all these things. There are a lot of things to be worked out. And it can be beautiful or it can be a nightmare. And that's why you really have to stick to God and have a plan and be willing to work through issues because there will be issues, but there's no issue too great for God. Different opinions regarding child rearing. Some say, well, I don't believe in spanking. And others say, well, I believe in time out. Well, I believe in time out, but I believe there ought to be some spanking too. And then sometimes, let me just say this, and I can't just be too long on all these areas. You can't handle every child the same way. Some children, you can just raise your voice and tears come down and they straighten up. And some of you can raise your voice all day long. Excuse the English, it ain't going to change a thing. You're going to have to take that belt off and do some business on the backside in love. that's the only thing going to happen. And you got you, you. got to know that you know your children. Know your children; they're all different. You got to operate in the wisdom of spirit and know uh, their propensity and all these things. Another great issue in marriage, uh, number four, is the interference of in-laws tears up a marriage. But all her siblings, you know, all those leans. I don't know I call their names. I know them by television and radio, but. All those we get along, we have a good time. We look out for each other. We haven't, you know, we haven't had one spat, and we've been married thirty-four years, and we have a great relationship. And then Lee, my wife, she has a great relationship with my mama. My mama said, "Well, I want, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to her." And, you know, and they talk and have a good time. And my 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 sisters and all of them, her sisters, we just have a good time. We, that's foreign to us. And my mama and daddy don't get in our business. They, they, they respect our marriage and, and we respect them. And we've had uh, a great experience. My parents are 80 years old, 60 years of marriage. And my wife haven't had any issues with them. And I haven't had any issues with her people. And we always look to, to, look to, um, to seeing each other. And then on Christmas, we know how to mix it up. You know, and, you know, Christmas Day we'll come out of my house, my mama's house. We spend time, and then I don't spend all the day at my mama's daddy's house. We go all the way on the other side of town and make sure we spend half the night over there. Mix it up, and you know, especially when it's out of town and you got different variations. And stuff, it's all—it's bad when you always want to go to your mama and don't want to go to his mama and all that. Everything is your mama, your mama, your mama, your mama. Wait a minute, get off, mom. Balance it out. Stop making issues. There's another side. When you get married, you got to be equal. You ought to want to be with both sides. Make relationship with both sides. Be intimate with both sides. Discover great things on both sides, good and bad. Good and bad. And don't spend all your time running down the the other side's family. You know, be careful about that. Man, your mama, I tell you, you know, your daddy or... Ooh, your your, your brother stay drunk and all. You just keep pointing out stuff. You know, he in jail again, you know, and and on and on and on. But when it comes to your family, you get all rocks in your jaws and all that kind of stuff. Wait a minute. Stop picking that kind of stuff. Find something to say that's helpful. We all got sinners in our families. When I go to those Draper family reunions back in Greenwood, Louisiana, that's an evangelistic time. It's evangelistic time. And, and they let me bless the food, but I have a sermonette before I bless that food. Because there's some lost drapers out in there coming from east, west, lost, lost and south, I almost said. <laughs> they are lost, and many are going south. <laughs> but I got some saved family members too, and some lovely ones. It, there, there, there's a mixture. You know, I got relatives in jail, and I got others that are doing extremely well. And that's, that's called family. Stop acting like your family have, have no issues. Everybody say. You know that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> then you got, here's another one, uh, issue of divorce, many, uh, religious disagreements religious disagreements you you know you've been at your church all these years and then all of a sudden so, you know, you marry somebody and they belong to the other church across town and then he don't want to leave his church and she don't want to leave her church and you're fighting over it and all that and so you kind of go both ways and and all that but I I believe in the leave and the cleave I believe that wife ought to leave her church and come be at his church unless there are issues there that just won't permit it, such as a cult. uh, uh, And then you ought not be married to somebody that's in a cult because they were lost in the first place. That's a whole other cup of tea, a couple of worms. Um, But if there are two two healthy, well-balanced churches, let me just say it like this, so it's not to stay too long on it. You need to leave and go be with your husband. I don't get real quiet on that. That's the way it ought to be. Unless you've tried both ends and say, you know what? I'm getting more word over here. And the husband say, well, you know what? I'm getting more fed at your church. And I see something there that I don't see at my church. I believe it's better for the interest of our family that we go to you. And you come to a consensus on agreement. But you need to talk those things out before you get married and not break up over it after you get married. You mean to tell me you went into a marriage you didn't, that's, and you didn't talk about that? That's why premarital counseling is so important because you have a chance to flush these things out and you're not going into marriage being a big dummy. You know? You've got to flush it out. That's not a premium on ignorance. Talk about this. Well, who's going to leave whose church? You need to talk about only I don't leave my church. You, want, you, know, you need to talk about these things talk about these things. Go visit each other churches and, and let God be God and not be governed by your emotions or your strong-willedness and all these things. Those are critical issues. They are critical issues. You got some people been Catholic all their life and the other persons are Baptist and person. my mama was a Catholic. My grandma was a Catholic. Now you're telling me to become a Baptist and all that. You got all of those issues to work through. Here's another a disagreement, a thing that Causes disagreement and divorce and such. Communication difficulties. The inability to communicate. You won't communicate or you don't communicate or you're too mad to communicate. Uh, You're just silent. Everything's an issue. When you communicate, you're holding stuff. You're bitter. You're bringing stuff back from 1932. You know, you're difficult to talk to because we know you're going to go off, go on a tangent and we're not going to be able to connect with you no kind of way, so the other party just stay quiet. <laughs> Communication difficulties. Do a lot of talking before you marry. A lot of talk, because you really, oh, I know her. Oh, I know him. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because once you say, I do, within six weeks, you're going to find out so much you didn't know before you got married. Am I talking to somebody in here? You learn so much about a person and then God, but God will show you how to manage that and how to live with it and how to live in hope and how to work and rectify things as you work through those issues together. And another issue that causes a lot of divorce is confusion regarding uh, sexual intimacy, intimacy and all these things. And, you know, and I'll be talking about that a little bit more in the next message. You get mad at him and you say, well, there's none tonight. night. It's closed. You know, and you just play that game and all that kind of stuff, and that's not right. That's not right. Don't use sex as a bargaining tool. Come on now, come on, don't 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 do that. Now the other side, man, you can't treat her like a dog and expect real activity. I won't go any further than that. Won't y'all say amen? You can't dog her out. You won't take out the lunch. You won't take out dinner. Won't call her. won't kiss her. won't do nothing. And then you come out and give me some. I mean, it don't work like... Listen, why are y'all putting y'all Bibles all over y'all face? Y'all looking at TV. Y'all looking at all that stuff. X-rated stuff. And now I'm preaching true... Come on now. (laughs) Man, I'm going to tell you what sex starts. Sex start in the kitchen. Wash the dishes. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm like Urkel now. Did I say that? (laughs) Oh, my. And all God's children said, I think I'll stop
1: right As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant and eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m.